0: I'm Jules. And I'm Sophia. And this is... The The Austin Austin (laughs)
1: Archives.
0: We are once again talking this week about... Brat and prejudice. (laughs) So the book. It was published in eighteen thirteen at the time by the author of Sense and Sensibility, later by Jane Austen. We love, we adore, we stand. Yes. And gosh, this book is about so many things, but can perhaps be summarized by Um, It mostly follows the Bennets and the Bennet family, largely uh, Elizabeth Bennet. That uh, also follows her sisters, Jane, Lydia, Mary, and Kitty. And uh, the shenanigans that they might find themselves in in society and romance uh, for romance that follows and tracks the romance and eventual romances of uh, Jane to Mr. Bingley Elizabeth to Mr. Darcy and Lydia to Mr. Wickham and who else what else other big characters are Mr. Collins, Lady Catherine de Bourgh, yes. and who else? I'm trying to think of anybody else in this series. Um the well, Mrs. Gardner is kind of in it, but not in the same way. Cause Mrs. uh Miss Gardner or Dr. Gardner is Doctor Gardner. Miss Wow, Dr. Garner is Elizabeth's eventual professor. I can't remember if it's it's her, I think her, her thesis advisor. Her thesis advisor. Yes, true. Um, who else is in this? Those are really the big players. in The adaptation out there talking about today, which is. The Lizzie Bennet Diaries. We
1: are talking about the first 25 episodes. Uh, do not worry. <laughs> we are not doing all 100 plus in one go. Be, that, would be... that would
0: be a long episode, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that would be a lot. Um, Lizzie Bennett Diaries was slash is. Uh, yeah. YouTube series, maybe, maybe. it Hopefully. is still uh,
0: running right now, but it is still on YouTube.
1: Yes, well, I can I can dream, Jules. Okay, oh. dream. so true. <laughs> we can all dream, but it's still running. Um, it came out in 2012, the last official episode was in 2014. Um, we have got uh Ashley Clemens as lizzie bennett julia cho as charlotte Liu, laura spencer as jane bennett mary kate wiles as lydia bennett and then we have um the final episode or (laughs) episode but the 25th episode yeah uh maxwell glick who plays ricky collins but (laughs) please don't call him ricky call him mr collins (laughs) mr collins Um, Yeah, so the 25 episodes we watched, they are all on YouTube, and they chronicle Lizzie's life. Obviously, this is like a modern-day adaptation, so it's not, like, moment for moment, like, you know, screen to book, Um, but it's basically an introduction to Lizzie's life, and then it follows, like, the meeting of... Uh, Mr. Bingley, who is Bingley in this adaptation, and Darcy, and Wickham, um, and then ends with kind of um, Jane and Bing starting to date, and Lizzie going to VidCon, and reuniting with um, Mr. Collins, whom they used to be like childhood friends, so... (laughs) She yeah. is like, what are you doing here? And then he's like, oh, don't call me Ricky, call me Mr. Collins. And she's like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's basically the rundown. Um, this was a YouTube series that was produced by Hank Green and mm-hmm. Bernie Sue, who also directed the majority of it. Um, yeah, I think that's thoughts about it yeah anything else I
0: missed um I mean something maybe to add on to what you already said was um the series itself ran for um 100 episodes but that also doesn't include the Q&A Things that Lizzie did, or other different. Um, okay, what do they call it back in the day? Transmedia, I think. Like transmedia experiences. So other characters <laughs> had um, video blogs to add on. Like Lydia has her video blogs. In the 25 episodes, they weren't there yet, that I remember, but they will be soon. Look out for that. Um. Yeah.
1: So um, there's Lydia's, uh, Charlotte's little sister, uh, Maria, or Mariah. I don't remember how they pronounce it. She also has some. And then uh, Gigi, Darcy, Georgiana, Darcy has some. So like yeah. this is all this is all coming up though um, we haven't hit any of the extras
0: as I will call them. Quite yeah, yet. not yet. I mean, there might have been some like um, to say also into this. Each one of the characters also had a Twitter page, um, which I did not track in these twenty-five episodes. If anything was coming out there, um, and that was also a place where the characters were posting and interacting with each other a little bit um, and back after. in the day and also um
1: I think one more thing I do want to mention is that Lizzie Bennett is getting a master's degree in mass communication yep and um Jane is a fashion designer um apprentice in the beginning of this and then lydia is at community college kind of okay so to start off our quote for today is from chapter nine in the book and it's mr bingley who says it he says but people themselves alter so much that there is something new to be observed in them forever um, and I think, basically, this, honestly, the the medium of a web series is probably the best way to watch people change because, um, you know, we're watching these characters week after week as they explore the story. And this is kind of through their eyes. So it's one thing in a book to be reading things that are happening, but when you're seeing the way it affects uh, the characters like especially over a year instead of just like a you know three hour or five hour time slot like I was even just thinking to myself watching this Lizzie's eye makeup changes (laughs) (laughs) from the beginning of the first two episodes all the way to episode 25 like she kind of stops being so, like, showy for the camera and seems to settle more into, like, her natural self, and then like, you know, we see Jane kind of become more... mm, I don't know if I would say flippant, but like, in the beginning, she's very earnest about like, what's going on and doesn't, and like, takes, like, what Lizzie says very seriously, and then, like, the episodes wear on, and she starts stating bang, she starts getting a little bit more jokey. Um, (laughs) I just think that this is, like, a really good medium to be seeing, like, actual change in the characters as it happens, because there's that time for it, you know, and there's that, the ability. Like, they don't have to cram everything into these really short TV episodes, even though they're YouTube videos and they're not longer than five minutes, but, like, there's so many of them that they have time to tell the story how they want to tell the story. And I think that involves a little, a a lot of change and growth.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I agree with all of that. And something else to add on to all of those things is the fact that, um, you know, throughout these 25 episodes it goes from like a, I don't know, I'm doing this vlog, I don't know what I'm doing in it, I don't know how to be this person, I don't know how to end it, I don't know what the groove of the thing is. And by episode 25, they've like got they've got it. You know, it's um, Lizzie talks to the camera, shares, you know, mostly about like her life and her family and Romantic things or potential romantic things and, like, those costume dramas oh to God. reenact stuff, which we will definitely talk about more. Um, but it just, like, you know, at the beginning, it feels a little bit clunky. And by episode 25, it's just like, yeah, this is the thing. So it's really fun to see that change as well as also to see the characters fall into The patterns of who they are, how they relate to each other, um, more space into how they might push back into, you know, showing up as a character or how they play um, themselves in a um, costume drama, all of which I think is like hugely interesting and so cool to see.
1: Yeah, I think, well, and I think cool to see is really, like, the, I think the phrase that I would use as well. It's, like, even though I knew they were actors or whatever, it still felt like I kept up on, like, Twitter and Tumblr and, like, you know, would see the posts as they were being made. And I was just so... I don't know. It, it was just, like, I'd never been a part of that experience before and, to like, have it be something so personal to me, like Pride and Prejudice, <laughs> you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Like
1: as dorky as that sounds, I, I don't know. I just, I thought that this was just a really great adaptation and I thought it was a really great, like, also social experiment to see how they could get people to engage with a story being told. Um, and they did. They got a lot of engagement. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, they weren't really able to capture
0: that magic again. So it's sad. Yeah. I mean, we'll we can definitely talk about that in the future. But they had something incredibly special, and I'm not sure if it was like the combination of who was in it and the time and how they did it or all of those things together. But they tried with other you know, series that was it, did it eventually be, uh, or become Kimberly Digital that produced whatever things? Because they did um Sense and Disability, they did They did no, they, they did not do They did um, Emma Approved.
1: Yes, and, and
0: Sanditon, which I don't remember. I think, I don't remember what that was called. Maybe it was just Sanditon. I, I think, I think it was Welcome to Sanditon. I want to say that right now. But I'm not looking at anything that proves that. They also did um, Frankenstein and D, which was a thing. And uh, not that was that. a thing. Yeah. They, they just had something really special with Lizzie Bennet Diaries. And we can get into some of that so far. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It was
1: like when it, when it ended, it was definitely
0: like uh it was sad, you know, for me at least. Yeah, no, for me too. It was just like, I think you were alluding to this and I'll expand on it. Like, I also felt like Lizzie Bennett and, you know, the other Bennett sisters and Darcy and Bingley, they're all real in some sense because we had also interacted with them via at that time it was also on twitter but um definitely on tumblr um but like had these different platforms and avenues to like also see and interact with the characters and I think again it was like that combination of the time and the newness and the fact that I love Jane Austen and Pride and Prejudice specifically that it was just like it was just so engrossing in so many ways that like when it ended I still miss those characters I still miss the story I still wonder about you know how everybody's doing and I think that is just so telling about the way that the series impacted us in that time yeah Like, that series itself launched so many literary weblogs. It was, and still is insane. But, like, so cool that, like, one piece of media, like, transformed so much of the future of um, what YouTube became, at least for um, a lot of creators. Yeah, and I just think it's, you know, and it's just
1: so it's so instantly recognizable like anything that any of these actors have gone on. I've just been like, oh my god, that's like that's Jane Bennett or that's you know, <laughs> that's Lydia or her. Yeah, for sure. It's
0: like, I don't know, watching the Harry Potter cast and well, definitely a different way, but like similar like, yeah, look at that person go. You're doing it, Lizzie Bennett, except you're not Lizzie Bennett here, or are you? Hmm.
1: <laughs> Just forever, Lizzie Bennett, no matter what. Yeah.
0: Like, well, so it happens when you play a very kind of character. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, in canon, Elizabeth Bennett is supposed to be 20 years old. Um, and in this version, in Lizzie Bennet she is 24. Um, I guess to that point, my thinking is, it, the older uh, age works for this uh, this series <coughs> because it like is still like I don't know, I'm 30 years old, but by high listeners, this me adult parent um who is 30 no I'm not a parent I am a parent to a rabbit and that counts for maybe something um but like 24 to me is still like you're still young but you're not I mean maybe you're technically an adult but you still have a lot of stuff to figure out um in terms of like where you go in your life and Um, how you look at the world. And I think, to me, like, moving up in age definitely fits better to a modern adaptation. Um, So, like, thinking about that in terms of, like, yes, canon is 20, and at that time, that was considered the age to, like, marry and have children and whatever you know nowadays 24 is still like real young but it's at least like maybe you can get away with that you can have maybe some understanding of um, a maternal figure being like you should get out and be dating and think about marriage you know yeah
1: I I do think that that's true, especially when you're dealing with the themes uh, and, like, you are in Pride and Prejudice of, like, destitution and, uh, like, you know, being an old maid, as, like, Charlotte Lucas talks about. Um, Like, I think to to kind of make those topics hit home, the characters in a modern day have to be aged up because nobody looks at a 20-year-old, well, okay, Nobody <laughs> I know would look at a twenty year old and be like, Why aren't you married yet? You know what I mean? Like I know those people are out there, but they're definitely not in the mainstream. Yeah. I hope so,
0: not. And if yeah, you yeah. are, please seek help. Thank you. Please Goodbye.
1: See a counselor, just not me. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> um but, yeah, I, I think that but the ages to which they are aged up still make sense to me. Like, Lydia is young enough, or, like, partying is socially acceptable for her, but she should maybe think about slowing down. You know, Lizzie is on the cusp of this whole, like, getting a degree, not really knowing what she wants to do, kind of being stuck in this place where like she doesn't really think about men because she doesn't really have time to and then Jane being the eldest and kind of being like getting to that age where people do start to be like hey like have you met somebody yet um but also being in a position in her life where like I don't know she never comes across as somebody who, like, needs a suitor, you know, or, like, even explicitly states that she wants one. Um, not like we have in the book with Charlotte, who says, you know, like, oh,
0: I'm 27 and more. Um, I love that Charlotte and Lizzie's moms met when they were in a book club together, both of which were reading uh, Jane Austen at the time. I love that so much. (laughs) I know. I just, I remember being,
1: like, super confused about that whole thing. uh, Mm. Because I'm like, if if Jane Austen's going to be canonical, why would you, like, it just would make more sense to remove Jane Austen completely. But, you know, whatever. I don't get paid
0: money to question these things. (laughs) (laughs) And also, like, a little bit later in the episodes, you know, the name of... Darcy gets revealed, and oh, I forget who says it, but there's some line about like, isn't that Colin first name in that uh, it be Renee Zellweger movie?
1: Yes, <laughs> Lydia just, like, that.
0: <laughs> like, what? What is this universe you have created? <laughs> like, yeah, it like, exists, obviously. But does Pride and Prejudice? I don't I don't know. Where's the line?
1: <laughs> it's like every other adaptation like every other novel of hers exists except for like Emma and Pride and Prejudice <laughs> and Sanditon. Because yeah. those they all pretended like those were like real. Right.
0: Which is like so interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I just thought that was I don't know. It's really cute, but also yes, I have questions about it. Sue me. (laughs) Oh gosh, um, this is about the um dramatic. Yeah, um, I mean like in the first twenty five episodes, to my mind, I watched a little bit past it sorry not sorry um, is the fact that most of them are Lizzie with the help of usually well, usually sure usually uh, like Charlotte or Jane or Lydia pretending to be their parents <laughs> which is really interesting in itself um, and I'm trying to remember I mean later on they'll, they'll involve some other people too but I think in the, at least up until 25 they also bring in interpretations of Darcy and Bingley. Yes? No? Yes. Yes they do. Okay. Cool. Love that. Yeah. So they like dramatize the current events to sort of, like, add into the the narratives of, like, who is in their world and what's going on and how they interpret those people, um, which I think is, like, really cool and really interesting. And I think one of my favorite parts of the Lizzie Bennet Diaries is, is that they do that. And also... Um, I think watching it back now, um, I just found it so amusing because I, like, you know, obviously we're not going to spoil anything for anybody who's not watched all 100 episodes plus whatever other things. And the fact that, like, once you have watched all of the content, you know these characters so well and so... I don't know. To me, watching it back now, I'm just like, "Oh, this is really fun to see how people interpret each other." That's how I feel overall.
1: How do you feel? I feel very, very similarly. I um, I don't know. I I think it's extremely telling to me <laughs> that, especially because like Lizzie is the one like who is writing these little script and plays. Yeah. It's always fun for me to like see when other characters are performing with her, like trying to read the script and understand what's <laughs> happening as they're performing. So like, yeah. I just remember like the first time Jane is asked to like really participate um, where she plays Lizzie <laughs> and <laughs> Lizzie is playing like Wickham yeah. and she's just like, Oh, he really said this. And then she's like, you're ruining it. But it's just, it's so funny because all of this is really just an interpretation of Lizzie and what Lizzie sees. It's not, it's not necessarily yes. what really happens. We have to trust that Lizzie is a reliable narrator, which I don't really know if she is, especially right. because yeah. she's extremely judgmental. Um, <laughs> but it's also like the, the very first one we see where like she makes Charlotte be her dad. While she's her mom, like, Charlotte knows, like, Mr. Bennett, and he's kind of, and she's kind of, like, side-eyeing Lizzie, like, I don't know if your dad would say this, but, like, (laughs) I don't know. I think it's funny, because there's just, like, so many different levels, like, it's not just, like, oh, here's a recap of what happened, it's, like, no, this is an event that happened that inspired Lizzie to write this, and this is what she thinks that this looks like, you know? yeah so I think it It, but it is it's just it's fun and like <laughs> when Lizzie is like acting like you know when she says she took Lydia to the bar during swim week and she's acting like a swimmer and <laughs> oh Jane gosh. is like you're making me uncomfortable and Lizzie is like that's the point just like, <laughs> yeah
0: yeah these guys are douchebags. Yeah. Um, yeah. So interesting. Or like, yeah, I think um, the point, yes, I agree with all you said one. And also the point that you made about, Lizzie being maybe an unreliable narrator really also stood out to me in rewatching this. And um, because I did have some moments where I was just like, but is that true, and I think to a certain extent it could be, and also there's this like level of and um, maybe it was more understanding from you know two thousand twenty me to way back in the day, two thousand and twelve level of whatever whoever I was back then. Um, I could definitely see much more this time, you know, the fact that Lizzie was so in her world, so um, judgmental, so narrow about herself and other people and how she was interpreting them, that it gave me a really interesting, like, lens to look at the series and this you know, adaptation and the way that she dramatizes of like, okay, but this is only one part of the story. Where I think is like, the first time watching it, I sort of just took it as the whole truth, which I think is a really interesting way to um, look at this series, but also to Pride and Prejudice itself. Of like, there's this really interesting meta contextual thing I think that happened for me at least is like. Um, not only was Lizzie acting with pride and prejudice with other people, but maybe I was too. So I don't, it was so cool to me watching it this time of being like, whoa, I'm looking at this on all the ways. It's just so mad. What is real? What is pride? What is prejudice? Oh! <laughs> yeah. I
1: think that I don't know I revisiting this um as you know years later with all the knowledge of how this affected media after it came out at uh, being somebody that is you know 20 how old am I shit <laughs> 27 there we go how old being, are how you shit? Yeah. 27 and you know all the years between first watching it and watching it again um I think it is there's so many layers there that I don't think I was really seeing at first um in terms of like how they decided to like have the sisters interact with one another like the seeds that are being planted even now for things that I know happen later on yeah yeah Um, I don't know, it's just, but at the same time, it's definitely, I think there are parts of it that I wonder if it were made today would still be the same, like,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: there's a couple of lines that I, re-watching it, was like, huh, I don't remember that being in there, that's kind of weird, like, not sitting right, like, what? Well, okay, so I
0: think
1: the line that I... Um, well, so, obviously, there's a lot of slut-shaming that goes on surrounding Lydia.
0: Shoot, that was one of the things that I was going to bring up. Go
1: but on. On, the, on the other, like, on the one hand, yeah, obviously, we do, we do not slut-shame in this house. But nope. on the other hand, I think it, it, it's necessary for the conflict that we know will happen between Lizzie and Lydia later on. That's a big part of it. Um, I think they could have handled it better, but I also think at the same time, like it makes sense that like Lizzie is judging her little sister in a way that's like harmful to her little sister when it comes to a head later. Um, mm-hmm. But I think a couple of the things for me that that really, really didn't sit and that I couldn't justify no matter how hard I tried, were like, uh, when Lydia is like, I saw Bing Lee and his sister and his friend. And then Lizzie's like, like holding hands, frolicking in a meadow. And it's like, <laughs> no, he's too rich and handsome to be gay. And I'm just like, I guess I understand where that is coming from. But at the same time, like, I don't think that would have been, you know, I don't think that that was a necessary comment, and I definitely don't think that would be in the adaptation if it were to be made today. Mm. Um, just like a couple of little like gay jokes here and there um, I don't know. which kind of sat weirdly with me, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean honestly, for the yeah. most part, it's held up really well, you know
0: mm. yeah, hey. I- I'm with you in the fact that the the slut shaming didn't does not sit well with me at all. Um, I I understand in some sense that like there needed to be some tension between the sisters to have the eventual things come to a head, which we will get into for sure but I don't know if that is it because I am we don't slush in this house no I don't that's never a thing that I want to have people do and also the fact that in um in I think Q&A video number one one um person I forget if it was on um the YouTube channel or Tumblr, but did bring up the fact that it was just like, yo, you are pretty harsh with your sister and call her a slut. What what the F um and the character herself does this like, Oh, I don't I don't judge people when they, you know, sleep around and make choices for their body, but I and then like does this like weird explaining Manipulative, passive aggressive bullshit. Um that also is like, but also I'm right. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck you, though.
1: Yeah. You know? I mean, and that's the thing, too, is that, like, it could have been something else, right? Yeah. It could have been anything else. I think that this is, it was slow pickings from, you know, yeah. like, could have been Lizzie, like, thinking that Lydia is, like, kind of dumb because she doesn't put forth any effort into school or, you know, like, any other thing than something that, like, for a character that talks about, like, you know, being, I don't know if she ever uses the term feminist, but she's like, you know, we don't need men, this is 21st century, blah, 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 and then she falls back into this, oh, but my little sister's a slut, you know. Mm um and and that's like and so yeah I'm not I I don't like it it doesn't sit well with me like I get why they chose to do that but I think Mm -hmm. it's lazy writing and I think it would have been a lot the the show would have been a lot better served if they had chosen something that was even more nuanced you know like okay so and now I'm just spitballing here but like (laughs) what if Lydia had a, like, learning disability and was, like, not really doing well in school and it was, like, undiagnosed and she wasn't really doing well in school because of it. And so, like, Lizzie was, try- is, like, making fun of her for being lazy and then, like, li- but Lydia struggling with this thing the whole time and then, like, their whole fight that happens because Lizzie gives Lydia a book on how to be, like, a, a lady uh, mm-hmm. is instead, like, how to, as, like, a book on, like, you know, how to whatever for school and she gets really offended. She's like, I I'm trying. Don't you think I'm trying like that to me would have been, I don't know, more nuanced if it had been done correctly and like also could have showcased that like, you know, Liz, like just highlighted Lizzie not knowing really anything about her younger sister. Cause I don't think she does instead of just like being this like morally judgy person, which she is, but I yeah. just think there would have been, like, an extra layer there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also, something that also um, stood out to me, going back to the, like, judgy thing, is, like, I could have maybe handled it a little bit better if Lizzie just did the uh, Lydia's blah, whatever to the screen. You know? Like, that was, like, Lizzie venting Whatever. Thoughts, feelings. Maybe they weren't the best ever to the screen, but, like, this Lizzie does it to her sister. Like, on the screen, in the same room. Yeah. Which is another level of being like, oh, (laughs) no. Yeah. So, you know, like, there's different, like, the things that I might say to myself in a room the things I might say to a close friend are vastly different than what I might say to another human person that I might have a theoretical beef with you know yeah
1: well and that's the thing too is that like I don't know I'm just thinking with my sister and I, I think that it's hard and I don't know, maybe this is just because like of who my sister and I are as people, but I can't imagine us being able to have a good time on camera while either she or I were making jokes about like the perceived sluttiness of the other one, you know, like
0: yeah. you
1: you're either saying those words in a fit of rage and in the middle of a fight, or if you say them all the time, you and your sister probably aren't hanging out all that much to begin with
0: yeah well I mean maybe that they don't really hang out with each other um which is a, a thing too but also is not I don't know maybe this is like me being an only child here I'm an only child hi friends um like I I have a lot of, like, different personal beasts with my own family, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I would be, like, call, like slut-shaming anybody in my family to their face. You know? <laughs> to their face. Not to their face. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe I would talk about it with my friends, you know? Like, yeah. there's there's different narrations and I think, like, I could have handled it a little bit differently... If it was, again, like, Lizzie venting just to the screen. But the fact that, like, Lizzie did it to Lydia's face and then Lydia reacted and just being like, oh, okay. That hurt, man. It hurt to look at it. It hurt to hear that. It hurt to see it. It just doesn't feel good. No.
1: And you know what this honestly reminds me of? That this whole... Their interaction surrounding it, it th- it makes me think that it was written by somebody that doesn't have siblings that thinks they know what siblings act like. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Now that I'm thinking about all the scenes that we see them in, because they're very like, Lizzie has several moments where like she like Lydia says something off camera and she gets up and she storms out, going Lydia, you yeah. know. But like the way that they interact seems more like oh this is how sisters interact right right instead of <laughs> oh, like and I'm just thinking and this is completely off topic but when you look at the sibling relationship in a tv show like Shits Creek mm.
0: um,
1: like that is very authentic like you know sibling interactions whereas like in in this one it just seems more like not exactly how I think like, well, maybe, and maybe my sister and I are outliers here, but not exactly how I think real siblings would interact. And it's even, um, oh my gosh, even in the Bollywood adaptation, um, where we we see Lolita and her sisters, like, yeah, like, Lucky, you know, is acting not really appropriate, let's say. And they're awful, and they're like obviously, and like kind of ashamed about it. But they're also never ever like in public or in front of anybody else, or like you know, saying derogatory things about her. They'll tell her to stop. But it's not until like they're at home or whatever that they'll be like, "I can't believe you're like embarrassing us." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they save that for kind of private, more private conversations. And the thing about this is that. Lizzie knows she's putting these videos on the internet. So even if she thinks that these are moments of privacy with Lydia, like, as they're happening, she's still putting them on the internet. Like, that is canon Mm -hmm. what this character is doing. And I just, like, I would not be comfortable doing
0: that. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Again, I can't necessarily speak because I am an only child, so I don't know necessarily how to speak on behalf of sibling culture um like what what is it i don't know and that being said you know the like you were saying in Shit's creek it feels much more natural it has this like this playful banter to it that i feel like is much more lived in and realistic than in this series so I'm also intrigued by um whomever is writing this like do we know what what are we doing here yeah and there's um
1: I guess for me like a a big part of it is that like like you said in Chitts Creek there's that banter um and in the Lizzie Bennett Diaries, it, like, kind of tries to start off as banter, but it's always, like, they end up trying to one-up each other in terms of the pain they can create, you mm. know? Like, Lydia will say, like, oh, you're perpetually single. And then, like, Lizzie will be like, well, oh, you're a giant slut. Like, okay, that's not, like, and I, I, I can see having that argument with my sister, but it would be an argument. It wouldn't be, like, this playful banter thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, guess which one would be the slut and which one would be perpetually
0: single? <laughs> no, that- There is some scenes in this, particularly in between um, Lizzie and Jane, that I do really like, and I think, um, I don't know if it's 100% sibling culture, but I do really appreciate um, one of them that comes to mind is, um, let's see there's a pretty silly scene um, that like Jane gets um, a letter from Caroline that invites them to come over um, and Liz is like oh cool that's fun you don't need me to come with you right? And Jane is like sitting there looking a little awkward she's like you do but you don't need a chaperone why do you need a chaperone? No! (laughs) <laughs> and, like comes to the eventual conclusion that like um, all of the Bennett family minus Papa Bennett is invited. I just really think that's such a fun little scene. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it is. It is
0: super cute. Yeah, and like the fact that like Lizzie like you know stares at Jane's eyes to get one answer. Like Lydia's invited. And then, like, looks at Jane and, like, touches her face. I'm sure. Yeah. It's just like, hey, mom! Ah! Again, like, it definitely cannot be a sibling culture, but I just really enjoy it is what it is.
1: Oh, I think, well, and that that is, I think the relationship between Jane and Lizzie seems much more authentic as, um... Um, oh my gosh, as sisters to me than like Lydia and Lizzie's is and I don't know if that's because I think there was a lot more I don't know kindness between the two of them or mm. what, but um no, I totally get what you're
0: saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I just Lizzie. really enjoy <laughs> their little, little moments there. Um, yeah, I also really like, um, you know, Jane is just like this really sweet, gentle, pure soul, you know, vibes.
1: Yes, it yes, definitely yes. comes
0: across that way in um, this uh, series, which I really appreciate and love. And the fact that um, just within these like. 25 episodes there's this side of Jane that comes out in the costume dramas that's like a little bit more inclined at least to my mind to like push back or to be like no or to play in the place uh, in the space of the scene a little bit more is really interesting um I'm trying to think of, like, an example here, but um, I forget if this is in the 25 episodes, so you can let me know if it is or not, but there comes to mind this scene between Jane and Charlotte where they're dramatizing their trip to Carter's bar, mm-hmm. and um. Charlotte says something and acts out a scene and Jane is just like dramatize, just like really pushes back and be like no this is my sister stop <laughs> I'm like yeah Jane okay yeah uh, that is
1: actually oh my gosh I feel like that's what episode like Eighteen, I want to say. So no, you were totally
0: right. Still on it. (laughs) Yeah, but I really like how you know Jane is very like sweet and innocent, but also is like, at least in this series, like pushes back on things and asserts you know her her voice in different ways.
1: And I I really do think that that's why I like that beginning quote too so much is that like the we see Jane develop to be that way like in the first first time we see Jane I'm not entirely sure that I would have believed that Jane would say something like that but like as the time goes on and as we have more exposure to her through her her little cameo or like even through Lizzie just talking about her like we see her kind of Grow.
0: Mm-hmm. That means, yeah. Sense. I don't know. Yeah, it does because it happens, and we'll continue to do so in the next uh, seventy-five episodes. <laughs> well, that's, that's a little bit more than that.
1: Um, well, yes, seventy-five <laughs> plus.
0: True, 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 true. Yeah. Gosh, I mean, I'm trying to think of other things to cover here. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> I love I love Mary Kate Wiles. Yes. I love Mary Kate Wiles. Yes. This version of Lydia is possibly my favorite Lydia. Um I just really love um the arc of the character without giving too many spoilies, and I just really love how like energetic and vivacious and um three dimensional the character feels, even yes. yeah. even in these twenty five episodes, like there's so much more time that I feel like doesn't always get um, shown in other series and other adaptations for Lydia. But like this version of Lydia, not only do I like, see her more often, but I feel generally excited to see her every time. Because you never know what's happening. And I just love that. And I love Mary Kate Wiles for being so good at portraying all the different sides of Lydia that just come out and not only these episodes but all the ones coming out I just like I just really love just love it so much
1: I really do think it's like it is definitely a hard like to walk line of the extraness that Lydia was written out
0: so but that.
1: also like still being able to take her seriously as like a character and I think that Mary Kate Wiles walks that line fantastically oh, so good. like I like it doesn't feel like this is a caricature of a person for me it feels like this is a real person and I'm not sure that every actress could have
0: pulled that off without having it feel like a caricature yeah true because it is a very very fine line to a walk because this Lydia is real extra and <laughs> yeah, I love it very much, and yes, not everybody can do that. I feel like you know we were talking about Shiss Creek earlier, like not everybody can play Alexis, not everybody can play Lydia, yeah. but the people that they have in those roles are so good at, like, walking that line in between, like, this is definitely a character. This is somebody that I can meet. And also, I have so much understanding of them so far and throughout the series that, like, I I get them, you know? And I have so much um, interest in them and sympathy of them. And, like, I'm rooting them on even though they are not the same person as me at all. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah, so no, good. I completely agree with everything that you just said. I do. I think it is just such a, and honestly, I think going back to when we were talking about earlier in terms of like um, how, how this YouTube series has endured, it is really just a large part of that is due to the cast and Mm -hmm. how much they make the story come to life, you know?
0: Yeah. So true. It's just so good. I really like in this version that Charlotte and Jane over here, Darcy say the fine eyes and the pretty woman... Oh, sorry. Fine Eyes and the Faces of a Pretty Woman line in this. Also, there's the iconic, here comes your crush. Are you fake texting? It's super important.
1: <laughs> I know. It's just so uh, good. Gosh, yeah, I know. I love that. I love it's that line. It's so good. Uh, yeah.
0: um, swimmers are the modern day soldiers, I guess. A big question for that one, but all right, I'll let it go for now. There's just a lot of interesting things around that. Sure, we'll go with it. Um, I don't know. It had to be something, so sure. Um, the whole video around the green bean and cranberry juice becoming gelatin and then Lucy eating it. <laughs> I just, yeah. it's so funny it's so ridiculous i love it so much it makes no sense but there we are and it's great
1: yeah yeah no it is it's it's pretty amazing
0: uh, it's so good i don't know the fact that like lizzie just has it and just like is eating it in her room and like <laughs> it's like oh, crap, 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 is it this is it bad. And then like gets to a green bean parent, it's like, I'll just save that for later. I just really <laughs> love it. just love it so much. My, yeah.
1: I guess, my whole thing with that though is like, wh- who dreams that stuff up? Like that has to have been, that dish has to have somehow existed in real life because I cannot <laughs> just imagine somebody sitting there and being like, oh, wouldn't this be funny? Like, no, that needs to come from somewhere. <laughs> oh
0: gosh. I only imagine this is like, I don't know, in a pitched room, it's like, you know, Bernie Sue and Hank Green and some other writery people and they're like, all right, so we need schemes. Who's got a weird scheme? They're <laughs> like, somebody should use cranberry gelatin. I'm like, no, it's not enough what else <laughs> like cranberry gelatin with <laughs> again like another um going back to mr Collins, another finely casted actor in this it could have been um so much more of an annoying character and to some extent he was but like again just like very much enjoy seeing him on my screen every single time (laughs) just like something so human and interesting and hilarious to me about you know how forget the actor's name right now but how that actor portrays Mr. Collins Ricky (laughs) so cute
1: yeah, no, I, I mean, and all of these characters, I enjoyed seeing them on screen, you know, like, uh, sometimes the character interactions left something to be desired, but in terms of, like, each character by themselves, like, I know we haven't gotten to her yet, but even Caroline, who, like, I oh, really did like, as a person, I thought the way that that actress played her character was phenomenal, you know, mm-hmm. um, Jessica Jade Andres, just like the right balance of, you know, kind of like sugary
0: fake sweetness. Oh yeah, super fake sweetness. Mm Mhm. But like
1: still, still enjoyed seeing her interactions. Still enjoyed like how Lizzie would kind of put her in these positions to say things that I could tell she didn't exactly agree with saying, but the way that she like tried to like skirt around the issues. Um.
0: Oh, yeah. It's masterful. It's really cool to watch. Can't get wait. Wow. Can't get wait to see that? Sure. I cannot wait to see that is how human people probably say that sentence. <laughs> yeah. I think the only other note that I had on here was um, without going into more of what I watched. But um, when they're at VidCon, I had these moments where, you know, people would be walking in the background or they would, like, be talking, you know, at the screen. And I was just like, is it green screened in the background? Because something about the background just didn't look real. Like, I know that the... You know, the actors themselves were at VidCon and I know that they shot there. But the juxtaposition of the characters talking and then what happened in the background felt strange. I don't know why.
1: I I think that they really did film there, if I'm remembering correctly. I know I saw the blooper reel and I'm pretty sure I remember them having a blooper there um, I think it was staged though. I think that those were yeah. like extras they had back there. They probably blocked the corridor off or something like that. Um probably. but I, I'm pretty sure they filmed there. Okay.
0: If I yeah. remember correctly. Yeah, I think like they might have like filmed there, but I was like not really sure if it was just like they filmed a part there. And then, like, green-screened in some sort of, like, looping background. There was, like, I forget what part it was, but there was, like, some part where it looked like it was just sort of, like, looping, um, like, with a person sitting for a while. And I was just like, I swear, this is, like, not real. Um, oh,
1: I remember what you're talking about. No, I'm pretty sure she was just on her phone the entire time. Oh, sure. Because I think I was, I... I I finished watching it today so <laughs> that is very fresh in my mind um let's see I'm gonna yeah I know the lady that you're talking about though but I'm pr- like I'm pretty sure it wasn't green screened let me see yeah. if it's it might see. have
0: not been it just may have been like the focus of it but I was just like what's happening
1: let's see oh hey look at this yeah, apparently this is uh, quote. <laughs> seven years ago comment by the Lizzie Bennett diaries hey guys mm. just wanted to say that this is not a green screen we were there oh. on the second floor by room 212 we moved one of the benches out into the hall so that you could see where we were
0: <laughs> okay guys sure alright sure that is that's, there. that's the thing <laughs> all right thanks lbd
1: i wonder like how many people needed to comment green screen question marks before they all were right. like okay we have to take an official stance on there
0: uh, no more will big question all right it's not a green screen i just like looked a little weird but sure That's, uh...
1: mm-hmm. um, this our ending quote is from Charlotte Lou in episode 8 titled Charlotte's Back and she says, "Hey everyone, Lizzie's having a bit of a crisis because her sister Jane actually likes the guy her mother wants her to marry." The guy who it turns out is actually pleasant and nice and funny. And oh, hold on a <laughs> second. <laughs> but that Lizzie had already made up her mind to hate and Lizzie hates changing her mind.
0: Yeah, there it is. Didn't do too bad me remembering that. Yeah, you did pretty good. Yeah. I think um what I wanted to say about that was um kind of like we said in this so far. And it just kind of goes back to the fact that this version of Elizabeth Bennett, Lizzie, um, is real judgmental and like is very um, solid in her thoughts and opinions about um, how she looks at or how she portrays or both and how she looks at and portrays other people in her vlog. Um, yeah, and that the fact that that is not always true, or actually is never true. Well, there is some exceptions to the rule, but um, <laughs> yeah, she's she's pretty judgmental, and um, sometimes the way that she thinks about other people is uh wrong.com. <laughs>
1: Uh, case in point is episode number. Oh my goodness! Episode number four. Episode number eighteen. Why well, was I going to say four twenty-four? <laughs> like, four
0: twenty-four. So. Ooh, that's a long run of episode, episodes. Episode
1: number eighteen. Uh, you know, it's where she talks about Wickham for the first time.
0: Oh, Wickham. Like, um, mmm. I mean, that's, that's, we'll keep divulging going forward. But yeah, she's, like, obsessed with Wickham and his shoulders. um, Abs, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Well, it's shoulders first. Is it? There's, like, a couple, I maybe this is going forward a little bit, but, like, she has these, like, at least two different lines about, like, is like really remarkable shoulders like what is this like i don't that's not necessarily something that i fixate on for anybody that i'm interested in uh yes but sure like you do you bro
1: Yeah, I think that's moving forward a little bit. um, Because all she says is that he was very nice. um, From what I remember. Okay. Yeah. I said something about his shoulders. I don't know.
0: Honestly. It's all running
1: together at this point.
0: (laughs) It all blurs, you know. After you binge it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the way that she... um, Thinks of initially Wickham and Bingley are well also Darcy but um especially well the fastest turnaround time that we will see at least in the upcoming section will be um Bingley she definitely turns her viewpoint around on him pretty fast pretty early on in the series To being like, ugh, whatever. This is the guy that my mom's basically forcing my sister to marry. And oh, she likes him. What? To being like, he's actually a cool guy. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, let's see. Oh, Elizabeth Bennett. Also, this is, like, not super important, but um, Lydia's full name in here. Oh, I wrote it down. Hold on. Um, Well, that's too far. Lydia's (laughs) full name is Lydia Brittany Bennett. I now want to know everybody's full canon, (laughs) quote-unquote canon names in this series.
1: I don't know if we find out anybody else's. No, I don't think so either.
0: I also am, like, hugely bummed in my mind, again, not anything super spoily, but, like, the fact that we don't really see the parents in this series. Like, they're such huge players in other series, and they are, to a certain extent, in the, um, you know, the dramas... To play dramas, um, but they're not really anywhere else. That kind of bumps me out, you know?
1: Yeah, I think parents in general are people that we do not see. Like, we don't see Charlotte's parents. We don't even see, like, Lady Catherine, because she's of that same, like, anybody of that generation, you know?
0: They don't exist.
1: Dr. Gardner, yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 Yeah, which I think, like, I understand it to a point, but, I don't know, in a, in a series like, you know, a Jane Austen novel interpretation, like, family is so hugely important that, I don't know, I think at least an episode or a part of an episode with them would have been interesting to see, but maybe that's just... Maybe that's just me.
1: I would have I know I would have enjoyed to see them too. And I was so it was like the last this is moving ahead way too far, but the last <laughs> scene of the last episode is Mrs. Bennett walking on screen, but you can only yes. see her back. You can only see her back. <laughs> you can see her back. I'm so annoyed.
0: She's so oh, so sad. Uh, yeah. I mean like um one of my other favorite you know, literary vlogs did include, um, like, the interpretations of older characters. And I really, really liked the fact that not only did they have, you know, the scenes where it was just, you know, the younger folk doing their thing and, you know, vlogging together, but they also had scenes, um, you know, with, with some characters and the you know the the parents or the foster parent or whomever Uh, it just makes it really interesting and dynamic I think but you know I don't I did not run the series so did not make that call
1: no and I wonder what the the reasoning behind it was because you know there had to have been some reasoning like oh what are we going to do for so no we do not have a reading today Mm -hmm. um Because we are continuing this Next time (laughs) Time after that (laughs) And the time after that Probably (laughs) Um, So let's see I guess Then For next time We'll be doing episodes 25 through
0: 50 Yep Sounds like it Yeah. Oh gosh, we're gonna stop short of so many things. Oh gosh, there's so much more coming. Ah! (laughs) I'm looking it up right. So this is so when I say
1: episode fifty, I mean like episode fifty of LBD, but this includes everything between now and then, which includes the Maria Maria stuff and The the Lydia
0: stuff. can find us in all kinds of different podcasting formats and the options are uh, on iTunes where you can um, listen but also you can think about reading and reviewing us that would be cool name and on so many other places Spotify, Stitcher, um, Google Play, Um, other things that I'm not thinking about right now. Anchor. (laughs) (laughs) Anchor, you can leave us voice messages and uh, thumbs ups and uh, whatever else you can do there. And... Yeah, you can also find us on social media platforms. We are on as at the Austin Archives or the Austin Archives on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. Um, you could email us at austin.adaptations at gmail.com. Yeah, that's yeah. really what I got so far on where you can find us out in this wide world. <laughs> I think you got it. I think you got it all. Speak. Yeah, I mean, we do this a lot, but just shout out and appreciations and gratitudes and all of the positive vibes to all of y'all. Watching along with us, listening along with us, interacting on whatever platforms that we might be on out there. We appreciate that. Um, Shout out to, I haven't seen anything posting-wise, but I got really excited last week when 18 people liked our latest uh, Instagram post, so... That felt like I was really popular, you know, (laughs) or we were really popular, because it is a we. Yeah. Yeah,
1: vaguely, vaguely a (laughs) (laughs) we.
0: Vaguely a (laughs) we. Oh gosh. Anything to shout out on your platforms that you've seen, heard? Just the people
1: liking our posts on Tumblr. Uh, thank you very much. Um, mm-hmm. It really makes me happy to know <laughs> that we're not just like <laughs> talking to ourselves. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Not like that would stop us, but
1: <laughs> no, it would definitely would not stop us. Let's be very clear. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. no, I yeah, just thanks, thanks to everybody. I was actually thinking of um, doing a what's it called oh my gosh
0: um, what is it called
1: you know those those quizzes that have been going around the you quizzes oh yeah I was thinking the of ones the- that have
0: been really popular on Tumblr
1: yeah <laughs> yes thinking-